There's been a lot of talk in recent days about cash discounting versus surcharging. And is cash discounting compliant or is it now only surcharging that's compliant? Uh, and so I wanted to give you my opinion on this, okay? I'm not an attorney, this is not legal advice, but to be really honest with you, I felt like recently the, de the debates have been overly skewed towards surcharging and it's like the, the people who are talking about it seem to be disproportionately in favor of surcharging and against um, cash discounting. So let me start by saying that I'm also in favor of surcharging. I think surcharging is great. It's an amazing program and I think everything will end up being some form of surcharging down the road. Let me also say that I believe that these cash discount programs, even those that many industry professionals are saying, well, that's totally not compliant. I beg to differ and I'd like to present the other side of the argument today because there's just been a little too much. I always sense when it's like, wait a second, everybody, let's slow down here. Okay. You have an opinion that's valid. Good for you. I have an opinion that's valid as well, and so do hundreds of ISOs that are doing things differently than maybe what's being presented as this is the only way to do it, okay? So let's talk about cash discounting for a second and the difference between cash discounting and surcharging, okay? There is really only one. So first of all, let's get rid of this whole concept of the quote-unquote true cash discount, you know, the true cash discount where you're, the merchant raises all their prices and then offers a true discount at the counter. Okay, that sounds good, and maybe that's what you got to do in New York, but the problem is that obviously that's not practical for a retail store. That's not practical for a restaurant that's going to add cash and credit prices to their menu. That doesn't make any sense. The only vertical that makes sense in is the fuel market, which is talked about a lot. Like That's the, the beacon of like this is how everybody should do it. Well, no, everybody should do it like that if they only have three possible price points for everything that they sell. You know, when you're, all you're selling is regular, unleaded, and premium, you know, you can do that because that's only six prices, two for each. Um, when you have 10,000 SKUs, you can't do that. When you have 47 menu items, you can't do that. So I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is the kind of cash discounting that hundreds of thousands of merchants are using today, the kind of cash discounting that many, many ISOs are actively selling right now today. It is no secret to anybody that cash discounting is sold much more widely than surcharging. That's just a fact. It is what it is, okay? Cash discounting today is being sold much more widely. I do consulting for tons of people in the industry, and I can tell you for a fact, cash discounting is being sold a lot more than surcharging. And when I say cash discounting, I'm talking about the kind of cash discounting where there's a sign on the door at the counter, and the price that a consumer sees on the shelf or on the menu, that that price is actually, there is a service fee, there's a non-cash adjustment that makes that price go higher, and then there's an immediate discount. That's what I'm talking about when I say cash discount. So, is that kind of program compliant? Well, uh, you know what? Honestly, nobody in the industry right now really knows 100% if it's compliant, because are you asking compliant with what? With the state law? With the Supreme Court decision? With the expressions hair design? With visa rules? What's the deal, right? So. What these cash discount programs claim, and I'm giving the other side of the argument today, they claim that the Durban Amendment is what gives them the right to do these cash discount programs. Let's look at the Durban Amendment and see if they're right, okay? Or at least see if they have a valid opinion. They may be right, they may be wrong. You might be wrong too. It's always good to know that you might be wrong. I might be wrong. Everybody might be wrong, okay? We don't know what's going on with this stuff, but let's take a look at it and see what it says. The Durban Amendment says that a payment card network, Visa, shall not directly or through an agent, processor, or licensed member of the network by contract, that means their contract can't do this, requirement, condition, penalty, or otherwise inhibit the ability of any individual, any person rather, to provide a discount or in-kind incentive for payment by the use of cash, checks, debit cards, or credit cards. Okay. Now, I want to show you a couple things here that I think are very interesting. Number one, 
when you read that, what everybody says is they're like, well, that doesn't apply to these kind of cash discount programs because if you look at the Durban Amendment down in section, where are we here? Section 4A, it says that a discount is defined. A discount means a reduction made from the price that consumers are informed is the regular price and does not include any means of increasing the price that customers are informed is the regular price. Well, let me tell you something. What that does not say is it does not say what customers are are what customers see on the ticket, on the menu, on the shelf. It doesn't say anything about that. What it says is that you can't increase. It doesn't it doesn't have a means of increasing the price that customers are informed is the regular price. It does not say how you inform them that it's the regular price. So the rationale that a lot of companies are using is, wait a second, we have a sign on the front door that says something like, all the prices you see are the cash price. The regular price is X percentage higher or X amount higher. And when you go to the cash register, if you pay with cash, you're going to get immediate discount down to that cash price that you see on the shelf or that you see on the menu. Well, if you have that on the door and you have it you know, in the menu and you have it at the counter, um, you are informing the consumer of the correct regular price and then giving them a discount from the price they've been informed is the regular price. Now, to be really honest with you, yesterday <laughs> I actually told the consulting client that I thought that logic was a little shaky and I didn't think they should go with that. I, I advised to go in a different direction. So I'm not saying I know for sure all the answers, but what I'm saying is I think that's a valid opinion, right? I mean, it doesn't say how they're informed. So if you're informing them with a sign that the regular price is a little higher and then you're giving them a discount, then you're informing them. I mean, I don't see how you would look at that and say, well, no, I'm ironclad. I know for sure that when Dick Durbin put this together with his aides, what he meant was, you don't know what he meant. Neither do I, neither does anybody, right? That's, that's pretty valid opinion. Second thing I want to point out is, if you notice at the very beginning, it talks about that the Durbin Amendment protects the cash discount, the discount, but it also protects the in-kind incentive. What's an in-kind incentive? Well, nobody really knows, but it doesn't actually define it in the document, but we know a couple things about it. Number one, we know that the in-kind incentive is not a discount. How do we know that? Well, because it says discount or in-kind incentive. If an in-kind incentive was going to be a discount, then they just wouldn't put that word there. They would have just said discount. But they said or in-kind incentive. So it's something different from a discount, and it's an incentive to get people to pay with a different form of payment. What could that possibly be? I don't know. Maybe a service fee or a non-cash adjustment that incentivizes people to pay with cash. Again, you may disagree with me. I'm totally fine with that. I respect your opinion. Hopefully you respect mine. And hopefully you respect the opinion of hundreds of thousands of merchants that believe these programs are compliant and the opinion of many ISO executives out there that have also done their homework and talked to their legal advisors and determined that these programs are compliant. So here's the summary of all this, okay? I think all the people that are talking about surcharging right now as this compliant option and they believe in it, I think they are amazing. I respect them. I think their opinion is totally valid. What the problem is, the thing I don't like is the people who are believing in cash discounting believe it's compliant. They believe they're doing the right thing and they believe they're in compliance with the Durban Amendment. Maybe they're not speaking up as much and maybe they're not been given a voice at the highest levels. So my goal in this video is just to present the other side of the argument for cash discount compliance. My name is James Shepard. Hopefully you enjoyed this video and I hope you have an awesome day.